I love you and this and that, and we have just been around the altar praying, but I really wonder if you understand what that song is saying to you. Do you, are you willing to forsake everything so that the Lord can do a great work in you? Withholding nothing Withholding nothing Withholding nothing Withholding nothing I surrender all to you Everything I to you Withholding nothing, mm -hmm. withholding nothing, oh, withholding nothing. I'm asking you, withholding nothing. I surrender, I surrender all to you. Everything. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Say it again. Withholding. Withholding nothing. Oh yes, I am. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I surrender, I surrender everything I have. I give myself away, oh, I give myself away, so you can use me. I give myself away, oh, I give myself away, so you can use me I surrender all to you trying to get you to consider something today everything I give to you oh withholding nothing withholding nothing withholding nothing Withholding nothing. 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 
church I wasn't preaching this but as they were singing that song God began to speak to my heart about what the journey I'm on right now that we're on right now and truly what the Lord has required of me is a sacrifice beyond anything I've ever thought beyond everything I've ever measured and the only thing I can say to you is I've got to love God more than I love anything I got to love God more than I love anything right now because I'm walking in uncharted waters I'm going to a place that I've never been before I'm getting ready to see some stuff I've never seen before eyes have not seen nor ear heard what God has prepared for them that love him today do you love him enough to give everything away do you love him enough to say I forsake all I'm uncomfortable with what I'm saying to you right now but I know it's the right thing because where I'm going I see him I see Jesus don't even know how to move forward but I must because what I felt have been feeling see church God has not even allowed me really to for the past few weeks and if you got to be seated then please that's fine I just feel in the Holy Ghost today what I'm doing what I'm saying and I just want to share this with you right now I've been feeling to the Lord has been saying where I wanted to just reach up and just get up and just say praise God and worship he said watch just watch listen because there are things that I've needed to see things that I've needed to understand that are beyond my understanding right now church there are times when I want to do the normal things that are comfortable to me but what God is leading me to do is totally 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 uncomfortable it's totally out of what I am used to today I just tell you I want more of him than I do of anything else give me Jesus take this whole world give me Jesus and take this whole world amen one day I may be the Lord may release me to continue in what I'm talking about but in the meantime, if you have your Bibles, let's look at Luke chapter 8. It's so good to see all of our guests and visitors here in the house of the Lord. Wherever your home is, we welcome you here today. 
we're praising God that you chose to be here in the house of the Lord with us today. I will not hold you long, amen, but I do feel the presence of the Lord in this place very strongly. And uh, I believe that he's here to do a great work. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 40 through 48. And thank you for standing in reverence to the word of God. It will be on the overhead in the NIV, I believe it is, but I will be looking at it in a perhaps different version, the English Standard Version. So, amen, just read along today. Amen. It's good to have our Bibles. It's good to hear the pages flipping. I know we've got those iPads and we've got all that stuff. Praise God, you can't hear that stuff. But there ain't nothing like hearing the ruffled pages of God's Word in Luke chapter 8 verses 40 starting with verse 40 praise God starting with the first 40 verse if you have it say amen. amen praise God now when Jesus returned the crowd welcomed him for they were all waiting for him there came a man named Jairus who was a ruler of the synagogue and falling at Jesus feet he implored him to come to his house for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age and she was dying praise God as Jesus went the people pressed around him and there was a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years and though she had spent all her living on physicians she could not be healed by any one she came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment back then to do that was totally illegal you could not if, 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 if you were not of that household to touch that that tits is what it's called the touch the fringe of it she touched that garment she was not even of that household that was a wrong thing to do but look at what she was willing to do that which was out of the ordinary that which went beyond the protocol and she wanted a touch more than anything but reading on she came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment and immediately her discharge of blood ceased verse 45 and Jesus said who was it that touched me when all denied it Peter said master the crowd surround you and are pressing in on you but Jesus said mm -mm, you don't understand somebody touched me for I perceive that power has gone out from me. Verse 47. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately, immediately healed. And last but not least, verse 48. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace today for a few moments I want to preach to you don't follow the wrong crowd don't follow the wrong crowd you may be seated in the house of the Lord it is amazing to me how the multitude that surrounded Jesus as he made his way to Jairus's house it was amazing to me that it, it, it's, it's recorded that there were some people believe that there were thousands of people pressing to where he, he barely was able to move. And it was that tight as he was 
going on that route. But I find in that, it was amazing to me that, and I asked the question, that the only one in that thousands of people that were around him, there was only one that was healed. What the scripture says. My question is why weren't there more people healed? Surely there were broken people in that crowd. Surely there had to have been people whose marriages were busted and disgusted. Surely there were people who had issues other than what this woman had. Why were there not more miraculous, powerful moves? in their lives that were recorded. Habits were surrounded. You know there were a bunch of habits around Jesus. You know there were a bunch of people that praise God. I won't say they were smoking pot. I won't say they were doing drugs or whatever. I would say they had a whole bunch of issues that were surrounding Jesus pressing up against him. Yet there was only one person that received a miraculous outpouring of God in their lives. It's amazing to me. Why weren't more people delivered from their disappointments and all of the things that, the the dysfunctions that were in the lives of those people? Praise God. Yet, I have an answer for you, church. I have an answer. There are probably a whole bunch more. Praise God. Been to a football game, and I'll put it to you like this. Went to a football game. When we were kids, we used to love to go to high school football games. Praise God. And uh, you know what? Up in the stands, everybody was up there watching these people on the field playing the football game. And so, as they were watching these people on the football football field, some were watching. There were a whole bunch that weren't watching. There were others up there that just had all kind of other agendas in the midst of the game that's being played on the field. Some of them come out there in their hot skirts, praise God, trying to track. Some of them come out there, praise God, they had other different ulterior motives while they were out there at the game. They were there to see the band. They they didn't care about the football game. But notice the crowd was full of all kinds of motives. People were there for different reasons. And they were there, praise God. And I can remember we would be playing when I was a kid. I I mean, I was a little kid. I wasn't able to play in the high school at that time. But I remember... The football game was going on over there, and we were down there playing our own football game. Had nothing to do with what was going on on the field. Yet, we were there at the game. I say that to you. Everybody that comes to the fire ain't trying to get warm. Everybody coming to the fire, gathering around church as a crowd, is not trying to roast marshmallows. Everybody coming to the fire if you get what I'm saying, ain't trying to touch God. Everybody that comes to church, praise God, we come for different reasons. We come with different agendas. We come, praise God, uh, all of us different colors, uh, all of us different cultures, uh, all kinds of motives uh, that desires and levels of faith. We come with different desires. We come into the same house, yet not everybody is going to touch him. 
Not everybody came in here with the same sense of urgency. Not everybody came in here needing the same thing. And I'm saying it's the same thing to you, church. You got to be careful of which crowd you find yourself in. There are people that have no idea. They don't care about touching God. They're here out of obligation. There are people here, praise God, because uh, of many other different reasons. But you got to make sure. I'm here because I want to touch the Lord. I will settle for nothing less than feeling the touch of his power on my life. I will settle for nothing less than leaving out of here differently than when I walked in here. I will settle for nothing less. You got to be in that kind of crowd. I want to be in the kind of crowd that can get in his presence. I want to be in the kind of crowd that can touch him. I want to be in the kind of crowd that when you say amen, you can feel the angels all around here. I want to be in the kind of crowd, praise God, that knows how to get a miracle. I want to be in the kind of crowd that when they pray, they pray and they shake all of hell. I want to be in the kind of crowd where people know when they read the word of God, they stand on it and say, yay and amen. I want to be in the kind of crowd that is on the right side of justice. Hallelujah. We must understand today that people are here today, but they don't all have the same kind of motives. I'm just being honest with you, church. There are people here right now. Now, I don't know who you are, but I know you're here. You got different levels of need. You got different things going on, praise God. You got a different reason for being here than everybody else. But I want to be with people. In the, that I, I want to be with the kind of crowd that can touch him. But when I need a breakthrough, I know who to hang around. I, I need to slip over here by sister so-and-so, praise God. Because every time she pray, I need to hang in that crowd. I don't need to be over these that are sleeping on the altar. I don't need to be over here with these that are just sitting there. I don't need to be over them that are just looking around. I need to be in the right kind of place. With the right kind of crowd. I don't know about you, but when we walk in, we're kind of looking around. Where, where is so-and-so? I'm looking. What are you doing? You're trying to sort out. You're, you're, you're sifting through stuff. What if we just entered into this thing in, in the spiritual way and said, I need to be next to so-and-so. I know they can get a touch. I know that they know how to touch God. I need a healing. I need to get, I need to get over there. I know it, I'm not sitting in my normal seat, but I need something from God today. Everything they do, I'm going to do. Everywhere they go, I'm going to go. Because I know that they have access to a place. But sometimes, church, we follow the wrong crowd. Uh-huh. Get up out of my seat. It's my seat. But there are times I'm willing to give that seat up because I need something that may be over here. I need, and sometimes I'm just looking for certain people, church, when I come into the presence of God, because I'm looking for something that I know that they have the power. I know that they have a certain propensity. I know that they can do some things that I am not able to do. I need something. So I tend to migrate and gravitate towards that person that is, amen, where they need to be. So I can get what I need from God. I don't want to follow the wrong crowd. And that crowd is based upon, praise God, where I am when I walk through these doors. You see, there are three kinds of people I'm going to talk about. And I'm not going to be long, church, so you better get in here and get on it. Praise God, helicopter. 
you know, they got those 747s. I am not a 747 today. I'm getting ready to get up. Praise God. You see, you got to make sure you're following the right crowd. Number one, there's a crowd called the curious. They surrounded Jesus. They just came, you know, they heard that Jesus had done a lot of things. And I just want to see for myself. I, I heard he was a good man. I, I, I'm just wanting to see who this good man is. I just want to get a peek. I, I just want to see if what they say is true. I'm not trying to get it for myself. I'm just wanting to see who this man is. Get, let me get my eyes on him. Praise God. Let me. Yeah. You got those kind of people that hang around. I just want to see a move of God. I just want to be around the move of God. What's all the talk about? I, I just want to know for myself and see it for myself. I heard that he was good. These people were not necessarily interested in this crowd. See, I believe that they didn't get a touch because they were not necessarily interested in seeking him, but just wanted to see him. You see, church, I'm asking you the question. Did you, you just, did you just come to hear him and see him and let him appeal to your senses? Or did you come seeking him? And there is a difference between seeing him and seeking him. Because he said, seek me and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. He didn't say, see me and you shall find. Are you just curious if he can heal? Or do you press toward him because you know what he can do? And there's an old song that says, I know what prayer can do. I know what prayer can do. Prayer can heal the sick. Prayer can raise the dead. Prayer, I know that he did. He fed 5,000. Amen. God is able to do it today, church. And I'm not just curious. I didn't come into this place just with curiosity. Because curiosity can kill the cat. But satisfaction is what brings it back. Come on, let me say it again. Curiosity killed the cat. Satisfaction brings it back. Are you here today and curious? I'm here today. Don't be just curious about God. Don't be just coming to see God because that's all. Amen. I don't want to be in a crowd of people that just come to see God. I want to be in a crowd of people that come to seek his face. I want to be in a crowd of people that come to seek him with all of their heart and with all of their soul and with all of their mind and that they want something from God. I don't want to just see him. I seek him today. Is what they say true? I heard. Do you want to see him? Or do you want to touch him, church? The second set of people was this. The acquaintance. Now, we've got friends. And then we have associates or acquaintances. And we know those friends. They know us. They can talk to us. There's a relationship built there. But acquaintances, there is a relationship there. But it's strictly to a degree. So there were people in this crowd, church, that I'm sure there were those who only wanted to meet Jesus. I just want to meet him, shake his hand. You meet the President of the United States, shake his hand. That don't make you his friend. Hello, Holy Ghost. There are people that come into the presence of God. You shake his hand. You feel him touch you. 
but that don't make you his friend. There are people that come into the house of God and I just want to feel a touch to make me feel better and that's all they want and that is an acquaintance. That's not what God is interested in. God said, I'm all or nothing. I want all of you, praise God. Are you willing to surrender all to him today? See, Jesus is not interested in people that are wanting to be his acquaintance, that just want it for what he can do. Heard it said that Jesus, some people treat Jesus like he's some glorified sugar daddy. Get it from him and then you, the only time he hears from you, when you need something. Every time, that's what I say. They talk about our nation, how we come to prayer. All they're using him for is just comfort me, God, right now. I know 9-11 just happened and, and just comfort me right now. When all of these tragedies happen, we don't treat him like a friend. We treat him like a glorified sugar daddy. Somebody that can give me peace. And then I'm going to go on about my business. I'm going to go on about doing my day-to-day -day affairs. You can't treat God like that. You can't treat God as some kind of acquaintance. God is in it for a full relationship. And you wonder why it don't last a long time. And you wonder why, amen, you come to church on Sunday and then Monday you lose the joy. Perhaps it's because it's an acquaintance and not a relationship. Yes, he will supply all of your needs. But he's not interested in drive-by friendships. He's not interested in people that just, I've heard about you. He's inter interested in people that are in the crowd that are seeking him, that want him. There are some people that just want to say, I know him. Yeah, I know Jesus. I believe in him. Cussing up one side, down the next. You're an acquaintance. Woo, am I saying this? Yes, I am. You need to hear it. Praise God. They don't get close enough to him to know him personally. They just know what he can do. And when they need him, they come for him. And when, he, when they get what they need from him, they're gone. But you know what the Lord said? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I know you not. You see, God is not interested in that kind of relationship. Many people are vaguely familiar with Jesus, but nothing in their lives has changed. Nothing in their lives is better by his passing acquaintance. They just keep, they can't keep the victory because they just want to take to shake his hand. Yeah, God, I, I'll be there, you know, but I got a lot going on right now. That's an acquaintance. You know, Lord, I, I want to be there. You know I love you. Mm -mm. As I said last week, you can't just tell God you love him. You have to show him you love him. Love is an action. Love speaks louder than words. Love goes beyond. Love is action, church. You can't just tell God anything. 
and expect him to accept it. You know, I love you, God. Okay. That's not how God is today. Then where I really want to stay is there was somebody in the crowd that really wanted to touch him. Didn't want to be his acquaintance. I want more from God. They're willing to do whatever it takes to be next to him. This lady was willing to risk everything. Reputation. She had exhausted all means to be able to be healed and found that no man could help her. And so she said, I'm going to do whatever I can to get close to the one that I heard can heal me. And if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I have confidence that I can be made whole. You see, she was willing to take action, church. Whatever it takes to get a blessing, I'm willing to do. It was virtually impossible for a person to get through this crowd. Yet, she found a way. She worked her way. I don't know how close she started, how far out she was when she started. But the issue is the Bible says uh, and history says uh, there were throngs of people around him to whereas Jesus was just moving like this. And I don't know, praise God. Uh, she pressed uh, her little self, uh, sick as she was, and said, I can't stop here. I cannot be denied. I must touch the hem of his garment she kept moving and she didn't let people deny her and amen I don't know if she got a fingernail I don't know if she got a whole handful all I know is she just had to touch and the Bible talks about the righteous scarcely make will scarcely make it in church I don't know about you but if I can make it in by a fingernail I'm gonna give God God glory I'm gonna be thankful and I'm telling you this lady said I just want to touch him did you come into this house today saying, I'll do whatever it takes to touch him. I want to touch the hem of his garment because my issues. She stated that while on the way, the crowds almost crushed him. The Bible said it in verse 42. The crowd said it was so strong and so crowded in there it almost crushed Jesus himself. Yet she was able to persevere. And that's why I tell you it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Doesn't matter if the songs go right or if the songs go wrong. It doesn't matter if I say it right or if I say it wrong. If you are wanting to get into the presence of God. It doesn't matter if the piano goes bad. It doesn't matter if the sound system goes out. It doesn't matter, praise God, what anybody else does. If you want to get into the presence of God, you can. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness. In the presence of the Lord, there is joy. In the presence of the Lord, there is healing. I must get into his presence. She risked 
caused her life to get close to him. I'm telling you, church, we read this from the word of God. But this woman risked all she had. She risked everything to get close to him. She could have been trampled to death, but that didn't stop her. Amen. I'm telling somebody in this place, sometimes the music ain't right. You can't get into God's presence. Well, if they'd have sung my favorite song, you know, I'd have been, me and God would have had it. You weren't going to get there. You got to understand, this woman risked all. She was in danger of death to reach and just take a chance on touching crowd was so large and somewhat uncontrolled yet somewhere in there was this little lady with all her issues no money touched him as Peter stood in the boat remember the Bible says that they were out there Jesus had just did all this great miracles and he sent the disciples out into the boat and later on Jesus came out to them and they all panicked it's a ghost. And I mean, they were like, you know, little puppies and, you know, just bundling on top of each other, trying to get away from the, the apparition that was going across. They just said, it's a ghost. And none of them, none of them came forward except one. He said, as Jesus cried out to them, Everybody else notice where they were? Still back there. Even after hearing the voice of Jesus. But only one said, allow me to come touch you, Lord. I don't care what you are. I know that you're Jesus. Allow me to come. But there's water here. You got to step out of that ark of safety in order to get to me where I am. He could have allowed Jesus to come because the Bible says he was passing his way. He could have allowed Jesus to come. But he said, uh-uh, I'm coming to you, Lord. In the midst of this crowd of disciples huddled all up, scared, probably just, just sheet white. None of them moving. Only one said, uh-uh, I'm going to touch you. Willing to... Go over and beyond fear. And I'm closing today. Praise God. Elisha was willing to risk everything in order to receive the mantle of God. I'm telling you, some of you today, you are spoiled by convenience. I know I'm the man of God today. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost too, so I don't, I mean, I'm not worried about you. Some of you are scared to death. And if God really, as he has, challenged you to give and withhold nothing, you are scared because you're spoiled. I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. You're too comfortable. And where God is leading you, 
is beyond what you're used to. What if he said, leave your father and mother and go to another country? Would you? Of course, Pastor. But it's so easy to say it. But remember what I said love is. Love is action. I believe God is really trying to right now bring about such a revival. I mentioned this a little earlier. If I hadn't heard it myself, I wouldn't have believed it. There are people that are teaching you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and they're not oneness. There are people that teach you the only evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is you must speak, you will speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you utterance. They're coming from, I don't care what anybody says, church. There's a crowd of people that are hungry for God and God is calling to them. And they're flocking to church. Look in the parking lots. There are thousands of people in parking lots. They ain't there just to see the show. They're there because they're looking for God. They don't look like you. They don't act like you. But they are looking for the same one you're looking for. God is saying, I'm bringing about a revival because I'm getting ready to come back. I'm getting ready to come back. And all those that love me, I'm going to give them a chance. They may be coming in stages developmentally, but before I come, they will understand the same things you understand. They will understand what truth is because it's a work in progress. But I am bringing them from the uttermost parts of the earth because I have a desire for them to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. And I'm telling you church, they may not be sitting here, but they are hungry for God. And God said, whosoever will, let him come. But what God is doing is he's stirring up the people inside of them that said, Abraham, I need you to go. I need you to forsake your comfort zone. Philip, I need you to go. Get up out of your comfort zone because I have a people that I want you to reach. I have a persons that want you what you have. Are you willing to forsake all? Are you willing to surrender all? Get out of the wrong crowds, church. Would you stand with me right now? If I could just open my eyes to see what you see, Lord. I will withhold nothing. I'm asking you right now, church, open your eyes 
and see what God is trying to do. Do not limit God as he is reaching for the world that you have been praying about. He is reaching for people that you would automatically discount. But I'm here to tell you today, don't you discount, don't call unclean what God calls clean. I told you I ain't scared of none of you. But I believe that the Lord is reaching right now and he needs ambassadors that are willing to leave the crowd. You're here. Leave the crowd and go and find those because they're just as hungry as you are. They're wanting more of God probably than you are today. I want you to lift your eyes, you lift your head, your eyes and your heads to the Lord today. And some of you have reservations. The limitations. But I want you to ask the Lord God. If you want, I'll go. Lead me from the crowd. My comfort to where you need me to go. Don't withhold anything today, church. This is a withhold nothing service. Would you ask the Lord right now? God, is there anything that I'm withholding from you that keeps revival from happening? Is there anything in my heart right now? Am I blind to so many different things in, that I think are normal? There is a move of the Holy Ghost in this place today and you're not used to it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Outside of your normal what you normally feel the Holy Ghost is moving you're just not accustomed to it when God touches your heart and says go that's the only thing you need to hear yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord don't follow the wrong crowd don't follow the wrong crowd Follow those who are seeking him, not just seeing him today. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. I thank you because God, there was one who was willing to not just see you, but wanted to touch you. I pray God today for those whose hearts are being dealt with right now. pray for their response Lord I pray for their willingness to go ye therefore in the name of Jesus we bless you with all of our heart today God bless you if you need to come to this altar and have an encounter with the Lord I want you to do that today don't leave here 
knowing that you haven't completed what God has told you or haven't confirmed it you can come to this altar and just have a common a conversation with him right now but if you have to leave God bless you we love you in Jesus name hallelujah